This is the Irredeemable Shag, and you're listening to The Crusader Chronicles, part of the Longbox Crusade, featuring Pat Sampson, Delvin, Jason, and some other guy, I don't know. Jared. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Crusader Chronicles, Episode 6, featuring Amazing Spider-Man number 150, from August 1975. Welcome to another episode of the Longbox Crusade, Crusader Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Pat Sampson, and joining me this episode are Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist. Pat, it's a prescription for danger. And his brother, whoop, 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 and his brother, Jason Albrick. What's up? And also with us is Delvin. Straight from the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny again. Wasn't funny. Wasn't funny, but now it's funny. So we got Crisados, Weasel Skull. What's yours, Jared? Or I guess the yard sale artist. I, well, I'm I'm, de- I'm also Death known as Death Probe. Oh, yeah. Death Probe. That's right. And then uh, Dark Web. Dark Web. Dark Web. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be a pretty cool superhero, like a Spider-Man yeah. villain. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of. <laughs> oh yeah, that could be. It fits with our mm-hmm. theme too. Yeah. I think that'd be a cool name. All right. So these are our, my crazy co-hosts for this podcast, which is called Crusader Chronicles, and it is a spinoff of the podcast Longbox Crusade that will journal the comic book issues read chronologically by their release date from my comic book collection, either digital, in trade, or from many long boxes stashed away in my basement. Each episode will provide shorter recaps, reviews, and ratings of the issue or issues for that release date. Now, before we get started with this episode's issue, let's take a quick podcast promo break. Coming to media players everywhere in 2017 from the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Beginning with the origin of his comic book fandom and ending with the destruction of the universe. Professor Zoom Yukinori leads a monthly expedition through his favorite single-issue comic book stories from the Bronze Age of DC Comics. While promising unique celebrity guest perspectives in an ambitious attempt to set this program apart from other comic book review podcasts. Thrill to the imagination. Bask in the brilliance. Experience the wonder of... The Done in One Wonders Podcast Wonder Show. Discover how compressed storytelling can broaden one's mind. Listen for it wherever Fire and Water Podcast Network podcasts are networking. Welcome back from that promo break. Let's get into this month's issue. It is Amazing Spider-Man 150. With a cover date of November 1975, but uh, for the on-sale date, it is August 12th, 1975. Editor is Marv Wolfman. We have... Thank you. Less editing I have to do. 
<laughs> Writer is Archie Goodwin. Penciler is Gil Kane. Inker, Mike Espedito. <laughs> it's close. You did much closer than usual. Uh, anchor is, uh, another anchor is Frank Giacola. <laughs> Giacola. Is it, who is the anchor on this? That's actually closer than I thought. I just saw the it, name. Is it Frank Giacola? Frank Giacola. Frank Giacola. What? It's Cristado. Nah, I'm just making up words. So. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me, but I suspect is it Giacola? Giacola? I'm trying to look. I don't have it. I'm trying to look it up now. How's it spelled? G-I-A-C-O-I-A. Giacola. That is weird. I don't know. That is weird. Giacola. His name is Frankie G. G. Just call it Frankie G. Frankie, Frankie G. G. Okay. On inks. Letter is Joseph Rosen. Colorist is Petra Scotes or Goldberg. Berg. Goldberg. 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 <laughs> Wrestling? No. Nobody? <laughs> I, I that's got what it. I got it. That's, I just that's, don't that's where I was going for. Okay. Goldberg. Right. Well, let's move on to the cover. We have a. Yeah. <laughs> that went smooth. <laughs> what a transition. Professionals here. <laughs> we have penciler is Gil Kane and inker is Frank Giacola. All right. That sounded good. Frankie uh, G. Jared, why don't you step us through this cover? Okay. This cover's got a lot going on. It's, a, it's another really well done Gil Kane cover. A uh, little known fact he is the actual the uncle to Big Daddy Kane. Not a lot of people know that. I'm not sure that's true. Okay, I made that. I mean, <laughs> but anyways, uh, the covers. Gil's done another great job. There's a lot going on in this cover. It, it really does smack of a sort of an anniversary issue. Um, your main overall image is Spider-Man sort of holding his head, like what the heck is going on? And there's sort of sub images floating all around him. One of him fighting the Vulture. One of him fighting the Kingpin. Uh, and going through the front windshield of a car as the kingpin punches him through the front windshield of a car, and one of the Sandman uh, about to stomp on him. So, like, there's three action scenes sort of floating around him as he's he's holding his his head. It's got the standard 70s, uh, my favorite, uh, Amazing Spider-Man logo hanging from the web on the top with the Marvel Comics group uh, bar across the top. Cover price twenty five cents, and it's got. Blurbs. It says, uh, Spider-Man saying, Vulture, Kingpin, Sandman, my old foes returning to attack me together. This is a nightmare or am I going mad? This is it. Webhead's wondrous 150th issue. A lot going on in this cover. Uh, what did you think of the cover? Delvin. Ah! Oh, time's up. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> this is Delvin. I'll just uh, feed over to Jason because he's really smarter than I am on covers. I'm <laughs> and uh, oh, thanks, Delvin. I'm point out yeah. that Jason Delvin sounds just like Jason's President Obama. Read into all that. What <laughs> and Colonel Sanders, I think a little bit. <laughs> oh, I'm just is, all over. That, that is that an voice reminds me of a little Colonel Sanders. <laughs> say, say, finger Lincoln. <laughs> This cover is finger licking good. <laughs> really? <laughs> anyway, before we lose too many listeners over this, let's delve and cover our thoughts. Uh, it, it, it's definitely a cover that pops out at you. You know, in my head, I, I can see the artist like drawing that big Spidey first, and then like drawing, um, you know, Spidey getting his butt kicked by Stan uh, Man Vulture. Uh, kingpin i mean it it's it, it definitely sells the book that's a book that if you saw it on on the stands 
just looking for something to buy that looks like it would get your attention so uh pat you never get to you never we, you always almost have to go last let's get pat in early on this I, one but you got pat. a reason no all I'm right jason can't. what do you get? <laughs> well, this is Jason. No, that covers Springer. Look at you. What do you think say. about that, Pat? <laughs> this is off the rails. We haven't even gotten to the summary and we're off the rails. <laughs> he just beat me to it. I was going to try to do it. Oh, nobody knows who anybody is on this show anymore. Uh, no, seriously. Like, this is Pat. I'm, I'm not very smart on these covers, so I'll just uh, pass over to Jason. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. <laughs> Hate you guys so. Much. <laughs> oh, <that's weird. sighs> All right, well, I'll go. Not sure who this is, but okay. <laughs> oh, this is Jason. Jason, man, that finger looking good. I'd like this cover so much. Oh my god! It's all, it's all sticky with my honey barbecue sauce all over us. <laughs> it's funny too because I. I was thinking as I was trying to do your impression, I somehow gave you a southern <laughs> accent as well. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I'm oh, starting my. to cry, man. I'm at the tour. Oh, okay. Good luck editing oh. this section of the show tonight, Pat. It's gold. It's gold, baby. It's gold. All right. All right, Pat. Tell me your thoughts on the cover. <laughs> the cover's good. Um, I, I, looking at Spidey, is like he's got, like, like if you didn't have the uh, the the kingpin the vulture round and that it's a good one of those like oh I got a headache medicine and I what can I do about this headache bother me so much but I like the idea of what's happening you have kind of the the three little the vulture kingpin and the sandman all kind of trying to beat down on Spider-Man in his mind of what's happening definitely depicts what what the story is going to be about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very like delvin said very eye-catching on off the shelf i would i would pick it up back then if i saw it on the shelf other than that eh, not not one of my favorites i'll say i'll say that fair enough jason you've waited patiently <laughs> i wouldn't say that but <laughs> i think this is a this is a really good cover as i think we've all kind of touched on it this is the kind of cover that would make you want to pick up this book as a 10 or 12 year old you know at the at the grocery store off the rack i think to me what really stands out about about it is it it really serves as a reminder of what a great rogues gallery spider-man has i mean i I think in the superhero universe spider-man's rogues gallery is probably the best except you know maybe you make an argument for batman but there's you know, there, there's very few that have such a, a cool cast of villains. And you got three of the big ones, you know, right here on the on the cover. It shows a lot of tension, a lot of excitement, a lot of action. Yeah, I think all in all, this is a, it, it's a great cover that would want to make you pick up the issue. Good, good comments. I don't know if Delvin was with us um, a couple of, I think it was a couple of episodes ago, so I don't think he was. But Jason made a great point back then, Delvin, and he brings it up again, touched on it here. Comic covers have changed from here in the 70s to where they are now because almost all comics are bought in direct market now. They're not on a spinner rack and they're not, you know, competing for your attention, like mm-hmm. to, to grab for the story. I, I thought that was, I've yep. never thought of that before. I thought that was a brilliant insight because comic covers now, you know, I do cover work and all my, my covers aren't this zany. These are zany covers. They're all more like masterpiece. Uh, I'm not saying I do masterpiece art, but you know what I'm saying? They're more 
poses and better and, than anything I can do, dude. <laughs> well, I appreciate <laughs> that. But like, you know, kind of like a pristine image of a of a single pose or whatever. They're not like this anymore. They're not tons of things going on in word balloons and and you know, I that was a great point that Jason made a couple episodes ago about how, you know, they used to be competing for your quarter, you know. Yeah. yeah and this is a this is a cover that does that well. Yeah, I think that's a super good point, um, Jason, from a couple of podcasts ago, uh, because <laughs> you're, you're right. I mean, it, it's if you're a kid and, you know, you got your allowance and you had a quarter that you wanted to drop on something like that white background, that's something that's going to catch your eye with all the colors that's in front of it. Because, of course, Spidey's uniform alone alone is, of course, iconic with the red and the blue and the white and it all pops together. And like each one of the characters, and I'm I'm pretty sure the colorists did that on purpose, making Kingpin's pants green. You think about it, because it matches with the Vulture, it matches with Sandman too. Both of them have greens too, and so that just makes it pop as well. So there's a lot of things that just catch your eye immediately. The, the, speaking of the colorists, as you pointed that out, I noticed too that he muted Big Spider-Man holding his head. He muted those colors a little bit. The red and the blue, so that the blue and the red of the Spider-Man, Spider-Men, you know, in their various, I'm um, getting their butts kicked, <laughs> um, their colors are brighter. And that helps helps you put that image, you know, in the background, if you will. So good, yeah, good job by the colorist. Not a lot of colorists get a lot of respect, you know, out there on the comic circuit, but the colorist, this one, uh, you'll have to remind me who it was, Pat, if you still have it in front of you, uh, did a great. The colorist. Goldberg. Is, nope. Goldberg. Nope, nope. No? It oh. is Petra. Scotissi, Scotissi, uh, or Goldberg. I knew who it was. I just wanted Pat to say it again. Oh, you're right, it was Goldberg. I'm sorry. Ah. Not- <laughs> but it was fun to listen to. That. Okay, so I, that good, good cover discussion, team. Pat, what Ooh, we got coming up? Next? We, we want to rate that cover out of a three. Let's oh yeah, rate, rate it. Cover. Let's rate it. Wait, you can throw okay, the well, throw it around for you. Let's start with you. Let's with you. Oh, all right, I guess I should have been more prepared. Uh, I think I agree with you, Pat. We've seen a, a lot of Spider-Man covers lately as we've been plugging through this series. Not one of my favorites, even though it's really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, it's it's a it's a good cover. It's a great 150th cover. Lots going on. Short version. I'm giving mm-hmm. it a two. Uh, let's go to Delvin. Yeah, I got two, and it it was creeping towards a three for me. Like I think it it could be one. Like if you're one of those comic book fans like and you invited like another comic book fan or two over to see your place and you had that on your wall they're like oh oh you got spidey 150 and you're like damn right i got spider-man 150 and you hit one of them because they were just being preposterous (laughs) okay maybe i took this in it too far but but still like it's it's it could be one of those kind of you know cool kid like cool nerd kid posters uh, to have up on the wall. Over it gets a two, but it, I, I actually gave it three consideration. Okay, so you, legit, are, are you giving? So you're giving it the the three just because of the the one fifty? No, I'm giving okay. it a two. Um, I'm saying I, I gave it yeah. consideration uh, for three uh, because I mean, if you think about it, for a one hundred fiftieth episode or excuse me issue, you know, you wanted to have a cover that would, would mm-hmm. pop because that's a, sure. a special milestone issue. So I mean, I, I thought it, you know. It accomplished that. I thought it mission accomplished okay. for that. Um, and it, it did everything that it, it possibly could to draw it in. Cause of course it being 75, you know, and not say 1995, there's not going to be a gold stamp lenticular <laughs> cover, you know, <laughs> triple gate fold and all that crap. You know, it just had to be a 
standout standout cover and i thought it did a really good job of that all right uh let's go to jason how much like delvin and jared i am i'm kind of wanting to give this a three but uh but at the end of the day i'm gonna give it a two i think mostly because because of the the issue itself so i don't want to go too much into it because we're we'll talk more about the issue but I'll just say that um, uh, this is one of those that is a as a kid as one of those kids that plunked a quarter down off, off the spinner rack. If I would have picked this up because of the cover and read the issue, I would have been pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I spent my quarter on this comic book, and, and so 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 yeah, the cover is great. And if I took the cover as itself, I, I might give it a three. But but just because uh, I because I know that uh, you know. What turd is underneath that pretty wrapping? <laughs> I couldn't hang it on my wall. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into this. So hopefully your mind will change after Jared gives us his uh, synopsis. So, but I gotta so, yeah, try so, I'm going to try to so put two for me. It's a two up. for Jason. It's a two for... Uh, All right. Um, and I'm going to give it... I'll give it, I'm going to give it a two as well. It's not frame worthy for me. I, I want it to be because it's the 150th. That, I guess that was kind of my, you know, trying to figure out where if Delvin was kind of feeling the same way, but I, I just can't, even though it's 150, I want you know, I want to lean towards the three and go, okay, this, you know, it's a huge issue. want to do mm-hmm. it, but uh, it's, it's just, just not doing it for me today. So we should probably just in case this is your first podcast listen to us tell you that the, that this is a one through three scale <laughs> so you know for everybody who's listening you know three means we'd frame it and hang on our wall two means it did a good job did what it was supposed to do and one means we don't like it just in case this is your first episode you're like you're like this is 150 they're giving it twos and threes and that's not a 10 point scale or anything like that so. We we'll jump right into it. So we're working on the ten point scale, but we, we got to come up with more adjectives. For <laughs> if, you, right. if you'd like to sign the petition to get that started, please go to contact at Longbox Crusade <laughs> and sign up for that. <laughs> and let us know: Do you prefer the ten point scale or do you prefer the three? And, and leave us a recipe. recipe. Yeah, leave us a damn recipe. <laughs> what do we got to do to get words? <laughs> more words. Why don't we get into speaking of more words? Why don't we get into the synopsis and uh, Jared? Take us away. While attending a demonstration in radiology, high school student Peter Parker was bitten by a spider which had accidentally been exposed to radioactive rays. Through a miracle of science, Peter soon found that he had gained the spider's powers and had, in effect, become a human spider. A Spider-Man. Stanley presents The Amazing Spider-Man.
Amazing Spider-Man number 150. The title of the story is called Spider-Man or Spider-Clone. After spending some quality time with the alluring Mary Jane, Peter Parker paces his apartment, <clears throat> struggling with whether or not he is indeed the real Spider-Man or just a clone created by the fiendish Jackal. In order to get answers, Peter dons the red and blue Spider-Man costume and heads to the laboratory of his friend, Dr. Kurt Connors. Unbeknownst to Spidey, though, he is being watched by a mysterious figure. Spider-Man and Dr. Connors run a series of grueling tests on the web-slinger, and as Spidey lies down to take a rest from the rigorous battery of tests, he overhears his winged nemesis, the Vulture, calling to him from outside. The Spider and the Vulture do combat, and Spidey gets the upper hand, and the Vulture disappears into a puff of smoke. Spider-Man barely has time to question this bizarre phenomenon when he is on the receiving end of a surprise attack from the Sandman, who also explodes into a puff of smoke when Spidey gets the advantage. Rinse and repeat as the Kingpin hits the scene, and again, poof, as the wall crawler defeats him. The final villain in the gauntlet facing Spider is Professor Smythe. This is where you put in the sound effect that goes... <laughs> the final villain in the gauntlet facing Spider-Man is Professor Smythe and a new souped-up Spider-Slayer robot. Smythe reveals that he invented the robotic replacements for Spidey's villains that he just finished battling. A pretty crafty plan because Spidey is now exhausted and Smythe quickly gets the drop on our hero and begins beating him to death. As our hero succumbs to the beating and prepares to embrace sweet oblivion, his final thoughts are of his true love, Mary Jane. And that's when Spider-Man realizes he could not be a clone because there is no way the Jackal could have known about his feelings for Mary Jane. Jackal could not imprint memories and feelings on a clone if he didn't know Peter had those feelings. Excited with his new revelation that he is the real deal and is in love with Mary Jane, Spidey gets a burst of strength and defeats Smythe. Spider-Man returns to Dr. Connor's lab to find the doc sleeping after putting in many grueling hours to test Spidey's DNA. Spider-Man, thoroughly convinced that he is the real Peter Parker, throws the results away without even looking at them. Kind of a dick move after all the work that Kurt Connors did, but that ends this month's action-packed tale. All right. Well, thank you very much. Let's get into some of the discussion points we have on this show. Uh, let's go with the first topic is first read or reread. And I'm going to start with Delvin. I, I think this was my first read for this uh, issue. Uh, J- Jason? Uh, my first read, yes. And this will be my, this is my first read as well, too. And how about Jared? All right. First read. We're all first timers. First time for this one. Uh, let's go into some highs and lows. And let's go, we'll start with Jason. Well, uh, <laughs> before we get going, <laughs> you know, wind him up early. <laughs> no, I, 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 I want to talk about the the revelation there at the end when when he makes that decision that he must be the real spider-man because of his feelings for mary jane because i i thought what what he was saying and i'm honestly confused here because he he was saying that the spider clone would have been influenced by uh professor warren's infatuation with gwen is that what he was saying and and then so so if he was the clone, he wouldn't care about Mary Jane. Is that is that his yeah. revelation? As well, I, I don't understand. As I understood, yeah, like the like Professor Warren, aka the Jackal, like he cloned, you know, Gwen and and Peter, and also cloned in their memories, and he gave them memory suggestion. And since the professor didn't know about Mary Jane, he couldn't have put those feelings in. That's, that's kind of how I, I read it. That's how I read it, and then I turned the page. 
And he says, exposed to Warren even a little, the clone would have to pick up on it and have his emotional reactions torn between Gwen and Mary Jane. Mine weren't. And the hell they weren't. That's what the whole freaking three issues before this was, was talking about. His, his being torn between his old love of Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane. So this logic, if I'm reading this right, makes absolutely no sense. Am I, th- am I the only one that's, that thinks that way? Yeah, the whole thing, it, it was a bit. I don't know. I don't even have a good word for it. It, it was it was really it was really heavy-handed, really heavy-handed. Like, okay, we don't really know how to end this, so let's just throw a lot of words on the page and hopefully the readers buy it. That that's what it came felt like to me. Yeah, I mean, if 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 you would have just stopped at this and 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 left us with the logic that well the spider clone would only care about Gwen Stacy and not Mary Jane because he didn't really know Mary Jane then I would have bought it but then he goes on and and make and and so you know that's I, I just wanted to see if that was just me because that was one of the things that was really bothering me about this issue um, I will I will say some good things about it um, I think that the um, you know the artwork um, by Gil Kane is obviously uh, you know, really good. Amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked how it started. I, I liked um, the continuation, the conflict there, uh, questioning his own identity. I think those were all uh, really cool. I like his interaction with Kurt Connors and Kurt Connors coming to help him. I thought that was really neat. And then I got really excited when I saw the vulture show up, and uh, I was like, "Oh, this is cool! Yeah, this is where you know, this is where you get your money's worth for the the 150th issue." And 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 it was a pretty cool battle. And then the vulture evaporates, and I was like, "Oh, I know they're not going to be pulling this. These aren't the real villains in the 150th <laughs> issue." Oh, yes, after, they are. After you just <laughs> featured them so prominently on the cover and ripped off some poor kid of his 25 cents but oh yes they are so (laughs) you have three what turns out to be meaningless battles against something that i don't know if they're robots or what the hell they are and and then it and then your big battle ends up being against some jackass and a (laughs) spider thing and how did this thing like get there i mean like there aren't any cops in new york city that's like dude no, no. You can't double park the, the sub, here. The you can't double park here. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, and 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 you had the emo Spider-Man, you know, complaining about. Uh, it, 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 and then you know, his you know, he just wants to give up. And then oh, but his real realization, he loves Mary Jane. And then I, then how he comes to the conclusion that he's not a clone makes no sense. And then, you know, and then Dr. Con- and then the answer is right there and he rips it up like that. This is stupid. This is it's just stupid. Yeah. Hated okay. it. Next. <laughs> well, Damn. Ended it with the men on comic books review. I like it. <laughs> Hated it. Hated it. <laughs> Let's go to Delvin. Well, I, I'm, I thought I was going to come across being a little bit negative, you know, so you know, Jason already set the table here. So I'm just going to go ahead and put, you know, the, the knives and, and the forks <laughs> on as well. Uh, I, I, so, 
like the one of the first things that caught my eye on the first page, I was like, who is Archie Goodwin and why is he writing the, the landmark issue? Yeah, he's an editor, more famous for editing than he writing. Was, he was credited as the writer of this book, and he didn't write 149, did he? No. No. Uh, uh, Lynn, I think Lynn Ween, or was it Conway? It was a Conway. Jerry Conway. Was. Yeah, That's right, Lynn Ween was the editor. Conway. It, like, Conway, classic Spidey scribe, and like, so for this landmark 150th issue, they picked an editor to pin it? Okay. That's weird. And and I was already like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to do the thing where, you know, it's somebody I don't know. And so I'm going to automatically just poop on it. So let me just read it. And the, the book pooped itself pretty good, you know, w- w- without me even trying to be a hater. Like, so Spidey starts out, he breaks into the lab. I was like, so why couldn't he just call Doc Connors instead of breaking in? Well, he thought Doc Connors was away because he, he was supposed to be like in Florida or something. Right. Phone numbers don't exist. I guess he didn't have a, a phone. Maybe. Just breaking in. That was his first thing. Oh, know. yeah. Oh, That's I thought you meant like calling, have him let him into the lab. I was like, no. Okay. I, I mean, I because mean, like at, at a minimum, just let him know. But then just just like you said, like, he thought he was in Florida. And so if he did think he was in Florida, it was kind of a convenient plot point that, no, I'm not in Florida. I'm in New York. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, I see where you're going with it. Yeah, yeah. It, so, uh, good point. So, uh, so either it was he, Spidey's kind of a jerk for breaking into the dude's lab, or it was kind of a little bit of plot-induced stupidity that he just happened to be in the Northeast when Spidey thought he was in the Southeast. So, anyway, like, so he he wakes up, looks out the window, is like, "Hey, there's the vulture," and the vulture, you know, like. I don't know, the visual of, like, an old man in a bird costume going na-na-na-na-boo-boo. And then Spotty's like, oh, 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 no, you didn't. You did not. <laughs> you did not <laughs> na-na-na-boo-boo me. <laughs> yeah, you did not. You did not do that to me. And he just, he, just, he just jumped into the fight without any reason whatsoever. Like, the vulture wasn't breaking into anything. He was just literally there. And Spotty's like, oh, hell no. I'm about to throw some knuckles on this old man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, So uh, Spidey sense didn't go off or anything, just went after him. And then, you know, I I, kind of joke, you know, because what they what um, a good one kept mentioning was that, oh, I'm so weakened from all these tests. And I'm like, it's freaking Spider-Man. What tests were going on? That Connors did that weakened him so much. So yeah, know, how much blood did he take? Right, my mature mind is like it had to be an anal probe. You know, I just you know, <laughs> <laughs> or a Connors. So you know, so then there was so without thinking, like Vulture disappears, and then there's Sandman. Spidey didn't stop one time to even think. Again, Sandman wasn't doing anything; he was just there, and so he just started fighting him. Didn't even think. And they kept mentioning how he was weak from, you know, the tests or whatever. And they just kept mentioning it almost to remind people, even though they just reminded them like a page or so ago. And then they were also they they kept trying to work in how he was affected, like by like the clone just being there. And they just and again, it wasn't through any of the action of the book that was showing it. It was just Archie Goodwin telling everyone over and over that he was really really affected and i'm like okay this is this is really heavy and just 
put on. They just keep putting it on. And then, you know, at, at the end, you know, like I don't even have to go over like the explanation that he figured out, okay, no, this is the reason why I'm the one true Spidey. But he didn't read the test that the that he broke into the lab to get Con- Kirk Connors to do. Kirk Connors spent hours on these and he just threw them away. That didn't make any sense. Like, I, I get the feeling that Goodwin wanted to, you know, convey to the reader that he is so convinced now that he is the one true spotty. He doesn't need to read any tests. But there's no way that a scientist like Peter Parker would turn down looking at rock-solid evidence to prove it, even if he empirically thought it. I mean, you get what I'm saying? Like, I I just, I I didn't, I didn't, like, I didn't buy any of that. And then, like, one more thing. Yeah, me neither. And then one one more thing, where the heck did these villains come from? They never even revealed that. They didn't reveal (laughs) who was the mastermind behind all of those villains coming and just disappearing. They didn't even hint at it. Other than and I was like, yeah, and I'll throw something on top of that too. And I'm sorry, I know I have my turn, but how come this villain could create some like Westworld looking robots, but his car looks like a freaking joke? You know, I mean, it's I, I don't. It's just uh, so disjointed. I'm sorry. Maybe if 151 comes out and like the mastermind behind this issue is Mysterio, I'll be like. Oh, okay. That's you know, honestly, that's where I thought they were going. That's where I thought the story was going. Like, oh, it was Mysterio. This, you know, it, it was all an illusion, and it was a combination, you know, of his being, you know, kind of lightheaded from the test, and and Mysterio's, um, you know, chicanery, and right, yeah, and, and, and that's what it was. Uh, but, so. But them, the, them keep continue. They even though they didn't say what tests were happening. Yeah, I mean, even if it was blood drawn, it's like, oh my god, Spidey, get some juice and crackers in you, dude. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> some cookies or something. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I, 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 I was not a fan of this issue either, and, and I think it just had a lot to do with, you know, Archie Goodwin. It seemed like they needed someone to come up with this book, and they wanted to keep. You know, the train's going on time, and that's what they did with this book. They're like, yep, we printed an issue of Amazing Spider-Man, and it was the 150th, moving on. Like, that that was the biggest thing about it, was that it was issue number 150, but the story itself, it fell way flat for me. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing I can figure is somebody lost a bet to Archie Goodwin and got to write the book. (laughs) Yeah, was not a fan at all. All right. Well, with that, any, anything else you want to add, Delvin? Or? No, man. Uh, that's all okay. she wrote for me. Well, I'll go. I think I, I'm, I'm hearing you guys talk. I, I do kind of agree with you guys that it's been a, a kind of awkward story. One thing I, is with Spider-Man, in the beginning, he only spends an hour with Mary Jane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, funny too. wait a minute! It's an hour and you're done. When whip <laughs> whips on, oh, it, had, it had some interesting <laughs> exactly. phrasing too. I'll put it that way. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah your cat, your calves downstairs, MJ. <laughs> like, you, the way the last issue ended, it was like, hey, you know, he opens the door. There she is, all being, uh, you know, Mary Jane like, and then <laughs> that's. If that's is that Spidey yeah. cough? Go home. Get out. It, it, it says one. Hey MJ, how you getting home? Here's a clue. 
I'm sorry. Yeah. It's Pat's turn. It's Pat's turn. It's <laughs> right. right. Peter Parker. Hit it. Quit it. <laughs> Here's the caption. It says, one hour ago, it was all right. Mary Jane was here and Peter Parker could lose himself in her, in their closeness, in their mutual need. But that was an hour ago. It's now. Look, Mary Jane I mean, has returned home. Like, what? Consider, considering that he has the, you know, proportional strength and speed of a, and a presumably stamina of a spider, he lasted 57 minutes this, longer. And this, oh, is, before, this right? is before he's weakened before the tests. So, oh, maybe that's why he was so weak. You know, I mean, tests. Test plus that that vigorous hour of Dame's weakened le- legs, Rock. <laughs> vigorous hour Dame's of weakened legs in their mutual need. <laughs> anyway, going on. Um, otherwise, I, I thought when I was began reading it, I'm, I was thinking, okay, well, he's you know he's gonna go lay down, and all of a sudden, I thought I was thinking this was all a dream to begin with until the the thing at the end where Smith comes and you oh it's me I'm the one behind these robots and. All that. And also, too, going through it, the fight scenes, they got smaller, shorter, and shorter. You had the vault. The, That's the true. vulture was a little bit longer, Sandman, medium, and then the kingpin was like over in a page and a half or, or two. <laughs> hey, Wilson, snacky cakes. Ooh, where? Hostess <laughs> cupcakes. They're my favorite. Rats spoiled again. <laughs> Uh, and I was hoping, I was hoping for more to, f- you know, figuring out the clone. Is he not a clone? What's happening here? So, uh, yeah, I do feel like, like a little bit of from Jason and Delvin as well too. Like, eh, not sure really what was kind of going on. Something else could have. I was looking for more out of this one as well too. So, did you know who that villain was? Me? I mean, did did anybody? Yeah. <laughs> Sylvester's Smythe. Yeah, Smythe, yeah, the, the yeah. Spidey Slayer. The Spider yeah. Slayer, yeah. yeah oh, I guess, uh, okay, I didn't know who that was. I, oh, yeah, old, old school Spidey villain, yeah. Jason. He's been around forever, man. Yeah, he's like a really smart guy in a wheelchair, right? I, that can make I things think, up. I think of Professor X. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think once upon a time, uh, J. Jonah Jameson yep, yep. Um, commissioned him to kill Spider-Man. And he came, so he and he came up with the Spidey, the a Spidey Slayer. Oh, okay. It doesn't work as advertised. <laughs> it, it, does, it does not. It does not slay Spideys, and in fact, it, it eventually got him slayed. But he got better because it's comics. Because <laughs> Spidey had a Spider Slayer yeah. Slayer. Oh, <laughs> that's a that's a deep cut. The big that's a deep cut joke. <laughs> From two, at least two of you got it. <laughs> the big. Oh, I, I definitely got it. <laughs> The Trace Buster Buster. <laughs> I think we've heard. I've heard that before. Uh, yeah, it's in a movie called The Big Hit with the Mark Wahlberg. The Big Warburg. Hit. Very underrated oh, flick. Warburg? Oh, you got to believe. All right. No, you didn't, no, you didn't get that one then. No. No, what'd you say? You said Mark, you said Mark Wahlberg, and I said, oh, you got to believe. Never mind. Which one is that from? Never mind. Mind. Is that from his music yes. career? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that explains it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Yeah. Yikes. All right. Anyway. Anyway, I think we're talking about comic <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, our, what? maybe that's what Peter was saying to Mary Jane. <laughs> Stop. Hey, yo. Stop it. Stop. <laughs>
<laughs> Why don't we get that? Let's get Jared's take on this. So, Pat, what'd you think of it? No, oh, that's just like I give up. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Let me talk. No. Oh, go ahead, Jared. Right. Yeah. Okay, my thoughts on this. Uh, get ready to do some editing, some bleeping, maybe even put it on the dark web. First thing I suspect is after an hour of being tossed out, I think Mary Jane probably stormed out. Her makeup was all messed up. Went down the stairs, trying to put her shoes on, just yells out over her shoulder, over her shoulder, you like a clone. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's my that's my potty mouth for tonight. Put it on the dark web. Put it on our, put it on our outtakes of outtakes. Oh my god, that was funny. That's All right, funny. that was a good one. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, I'll be good from here on in, Pat. I promise. Okay, uh, my thoughts on uh, Spider-Man 150. Very similar, to you guys. I you should always. This is just this is comic book public service announcement. Always, always, always be suspicious when there's a landmark issue and it isn't jacked up on the cover price. When it's a regular price for a landmark issue, that's sign number one. Sign number two. Was uh, you know I'm reading this digitally. I'm using the Marvel Unlimited app, right? And it'll tell you what was, page number out of how many I was, pages. I was you're thinking on. the same thing too. The page cone wasn't high either. Yes, it, it is an 18 page story, and I'm like, really? Yeah, I'm like 18 pages. Three well, four villains. Once they realize it, realize it. Sylvester Smythe is the mastermind. Which brings me to point number three. Anytime you're writing a story, and Sylvester Smythe is the mastermind. Yeah. You've misstepped. Uh, so yeah, it's so weird. Like it, I just don't. I, I echo what you guys. It just didn't feel like they take took the landmark issue thing seriously. It felt like they were like, oh, we're creep. Like they found out, they realized on one forty nine that they were like, oh crap, one fifty's <laughs> coming up. And and a couple things they did smart. Like the cover is smart because you're like, oh, I'm going to get like a hodgepodge of of villains, oh, like a like a half pack of Sinister Six, if you will. And then, like you said, they end up being robot creations of Smythe. It's lame. Like Pat said, the fights get shorter and shorter. Hey, Jared, are we yeah. sure that those were robot clones or robots? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Smythe yeah. says, uh, I was just looking at it. Um, let's see. The various Spire Slayers were never quite a match for you. So this time I gave them some preliminary aid, these three humanoid robots. Oh, I missed yeah. that. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, Smythe is the mastermind. So you're just like, oh, Lord, it's Smythe. And, and what's funny, though, is I will give it a little bit of props for that because basically Smythe pulled a Bane 20 years before Bane and tried to tucker out the superhero by making him fight multiple people before he mm-hmm. took him on. Even, even though his idea was, you know what, dude, I, I make really crappy robots that <laughs> – that you beat up. So instead of making like really crappy robots, I'm going to make three really <laughs> crappy robots. But those yeah. robots were really good. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, they fooled me. <laughs> but yeah, like the general concept was there, but Bane perfected it by saying, hey, I'll use the actual villains and maybe more than three. But, you know, the idea was solid. But Smythe, you know, then, then you know, like you guys said, it kind of falls apart when he's like, oh, only I could know that I love Mary Jane and 
and I'm super strong. And then I win the fight, and then I just throw away the the findings from Connors. And like I said, even if like you were just like, I'm so confident, and and even even if I am the clone, I just don't want to know. Like I would rather have ended that way. Like you know what? I'm me, and I just don't even want to know. It doesn't matter because I'm me. That would have yeah. made more sense. Yeah. Or like what a slap in the face to Dr. Connors. Who spent yeah. all day helping you? Yeah. He, yeah, he was coming back to do a presentation somewhere, and he's all tired out. Yeah, I want to see the next few panels where Connor's like wakes up, like <laughs> see Spidey just throwing the papers out there, and he's like, "Dude, he's like, see, this is why I turn into the lizard and beat your ass. <laughs> this, is, this is exactly why you you are ungrateful. I, I got to give you some help. <laughs> he just gave him some help." <laughs> But yeah, that's it. I mean, everything else you guys already pointed out. It, it was it was a good in concept to bring in a bunch of villains, but then it wasn't really the villains. Uh, you know, eighteen pages to cram all that in. A writer, good idea, poor yeah. execution. When that's you mentioned when you mentioned the eighteen pages, Jared, like it just like my working theory, particularly you know with a with a writer who no one remembers from Spider Man lore, you know, pending this issue. Plus, this was a filler issue. Like, this was a, we got a, like, very short amount of time to pop out an issue, and we're late on it, and, and here it is. That this, was, this seems like it was a rush issue. But, yeah, why would you do that at 150, though? Like, come on, guys. Like, plan better, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and you're, I, I agree with you on that, too, because it's almost like, wait, wait a minute. 150 comes after 149. Holy crap. <laughs> and everything had been so good up to this point. Like all the other issues we've read have been yeah, really yeah. solid. I was, yeah, I think that's what made it hard for me too, you know, coming on the heels of that that uh really good story arc. Uh, this was this was kind of like a dose of cold water this, in the face. This one makes well, 149 look a little bit better in my eyes. It's like well, you should have yeah, just left agreed. it at that. But I do I do want to just take a minute to step back from a macro view though and say I kind of feel like this is like this is kind of like die another day from the James Bond franchise, okay? It's a weak moment, but it's still better than a lot yeah. of comics. So I I don't I don't want to sit here and and I know we're all kind of bagging on it and it's definitely got weak points, but I don't want to sit here and say this is an awful comic. Oh no. And I know we're going to score them and all, but it's yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's an amazing Spider-Man comic, so it's still art, you know, uh, good. I just don't want to upset our fans. The art, the art was awesome, <laughs> I, which I think yeah, is us. Just us. <laughs> when I listen, but when, when, when I listen back at this, damn, I'm no going to be mad at Jared and at Jason, Jason for <laughs> making right. fun of me. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to my entire life, Pat. Welcome to my entire life. But you made a good point there, Pat. Too. I think Gil Kane did the all oh, the art yeah. on the interiors, so you can't. I mean, you can't go wrong. It looked good. Yeah, yeah. Visually, it looked really good. I mean, the battle yeah, scenes, awesome. you know, that that uh, for what they were were really well done. I mean, I I thought him punching the Spider Man through the car, Kingpin punching him through the window of the car, that was pretty cool. It was pretty um, cool, even though like it's completely impossible. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. But he I was know, tired. Yeah, I mean, was, you're right. <laughs> he needed he needed he need cookies and juice, and, and he had vigorous one hour relations yeah. with Mary cookies Jane. and juice and advice. Wow. Juice. So you're right about that, though. Visually, the book looked really good. It's well, just I, uh, the story was kind of weak. And the main I, I villain for question, I have a question. Was Gil Kane regularly drawing Spidey at the time? Covers. Yeah, he was doing covers for the most part. I wonder if 
You know, I I wonder if they were doing 150 while they were doing the regular books too, and maybe that's why Archie Goodwin got it because maybe his writer was busy. Yeah. Well, even like Lynn Wein was the editor on the other books. Like I said, I know Archie yeah. Goodwin more yeah, famous well, for being an editor. And Len Wein did one fifty wrote one fifty one too. So I don't know, man. That's that's a weird. It's, I think I think I think you guys are right. I think it was just a filler. Yeah. I think they did a filler for a landmark issue. Never a good idea. Maybe maybe because they were working on the the story before that, trying to get that taken care of. I'm not sure. If somebody knows out there, let us know. Be uh, would like to know a little bit more about this Spider-Man history. Well, that's here. why that's why I kind yeah. of figured probably the regular artist was working on the book and that's probably why gil kane got the got to do the the pencils the interior hey as well. guys i i'm 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 using the dark web here uh-huh and <laughs> guess hey ho black panther where great kool-aid is abundant anyway <laughs> get guess how many issues of amazing spider-man archie goodwin wrote one i'm gonna go with one <laughs> One. He wrote one. He wrote. I think we amazing, found it. Amazing Spider-Man 150, oh. and he and he and he also penned an annual, which doesn't count yeah. because annuals are, uh, annual is Latin for filler. I don't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we picked up on that over the years. At least the, an- yeah. at least the so, annual has like more the pages. Amazing though. Spider-Man. True. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but but, but there, I mean, that's almost like saying, you know, I got more lunchroom food. Is that really an <laughs> yeah. accomplishment? <laughs> yeah. Bad news. It's a bunch of crap. Good news is there's a lot of it. <laughs> but yeah, dude, he he did write a lot of stuff, but he only wrote one issue of Amazing Spider-Man. Huh. <laughs> and that's knowledge from the dark web, brought to you by Bill. <laughs> and now you know. Let's move on to Let's a, clean this up. Uh, let's move on <laughs> You're to... You're still try, trying to treat this like a regular show, aren't yeah. you, Pat? Yes, I God am. bless you. Thank you. <laughs> well, let, let's let's move on with a new segment I'm trying out here with you guys. So, And it is oh. called Silly Spidey. Jokes are for kids. What's your favorite Spider-Man joke or funny moment in this? Oh, okay. Oh, that's a good one. Let me, uh, now I got to go back through it a little bit. Yeah, me too. Hold on. He wasn't, well, <laughs> unintentional joke would be the time spent with Lost Inside Man. <laughs> the, the hour? Uh, yeah, the hour spent in, what do you say? I can't remember the phrase, but it was definitely weird. <laughs> oh, goodness. Now I got to go back and look. Let's see. It's, I, I hope he drops a snap on Smythe because that'll probably be. Well, I'll go, I'll I'll go with be. mine while you guys yeah, are what you got? looking up. Mine is my my silly Spidey moment is when he thwips um, Kingpin in the eyes and says, I'm touch, Chubbins. <laughs> Chubbins. <laughs> Chubbins. It's funny because he's fat. <laughs> yeah. So I think my favorite one I'm looking at here is when he's fighting the vulture and it looks like he kicks him right in the junk and he says, Sure, big puss, kind of <laughs> like yakking. When you should be protecting your tummy feathers. <laughs> that, that was my runner yeah. up. Was I, just, my runner I up. was just looking at that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that is good practical advice. When I go out, I always keep my tummy feathers protected, dude. <laughs> that's right. Get the Wu-Tang Clan right on the street. <laughs> 
think the Wu-Tang Clan wrote a song called Protect Your Tummy Feathers. <laughs> Protect Your Tummy Feathers, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, as I was flipping through, that's kind of what I landed on. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with Jason. Although, I mean, I like I like Chubbins, but yeah, protect the tummy feathers. That's 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 pretty good stuff. I'm kick you in the tummy it feathers. Does. That's like playground fighting. Definitely looks like getting kicked in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I think the artist took a little license with this one. I will take this moment to point out, though, that sometimes, just sometimes. Movie versions of comic book characters transcend the comic book versions. And it happened with Iron Man. It definitely happened with Blade. And now it has happened, in my opinion, with the Vulture. I, oh, like, yeah. I like movie version better than comic version. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it, it, it took them a while. I mean, like, I, I, you look at some of the old issues of Spidey, like we are. You know, this issue is 40-something years old. And like, if you think about it, like Spidey was beating the crap out of a senior citizen. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I will bust your hip. He's dude, dude, had, dude had a ugly green suit with feathers. He didn't have any powers. He could just fly. That's it. <laughs> he was an old dude who was flying, and and it took them a while, but they eventually He's kind of really... you know mechanized everything and made him like a little bit more of a plausible villain because you had to otherwise it, it was like it, it does it, get it, disturbing after a while even though they, they could update it now and of course like make spider the young again and then and have vulture like complaining about millennial something I mean, it could work and then he's like screw you cubbins <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so is that Jared? That is that your pick? Yeah, I would be completely unoriginal and go with Tommy Feathers too. Yeah. How about you, Delvin? See, I'm, I'm going outside with you on this one, Pat, because I'm I'm like like struggling to come up with original content and search through okay. the comic book now. <laughs> uh, but but and, and but also in defense, it, there wasn't a lot of you know big time snappy no. dialogue. From, yeah, from it was a heavier book, issue, which is kind of weird if you think about it. Yeah, but a lot of times when he fights and when things are heavy, that's when he kind of throws out more clips because he's mm-hmm. nervous or he wants to take his mind off of, of things or he wants to dis- distract the villain. And he didn't do that too too much in this he's in weakened. this issue. He's <laughs> clones, yeah. You know, yeah, clones, sex with Mary Jane, <laughs> no juice and cookies. <laughs> It's a recipe for disaster. You don't even know. You don't even know if they did. That's you know. Oh, they did. What were they doing for an hour? Maybe nothing happened. Maybe (laughs) stage fright, so she left. Uh, Don't worry, don't worry, MJ. That'll dissolve in two hours. (laughs) Uh, I think with that, let's uh, let's get into the rating. Oh, right. <laughs> well, let's get into the ratings. And uh, just to inform everybody of the rating system here, we have uh, it's a one through five system. One is hated it. Two, didn't like it. Three, liked it. Four, really liked it. Five is a loved it. Let's start with Jiren. Oh, I feel like I'm going to start a trend here. And, and I'm, uh, my heart says it's a. Two is the art good enough, Gil Kane, to get it to a three? I'll be generous. I feel like there's twos coming from some of the other peanut galleries. I'm gonna be generous and give it a three, and the art saves it from being a two. Let's go to Delvin. You know, I, I gave it a two, a two point five. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a great issue at all. 
Um, the artwork was good. Like I would, I would pick up this book solely to say I had it and just to fill in a collection gap. But like, would I recommend it to somebody? No, there are much, much better Spidey stories. I hear you. How about uh, Jason? Uh, I'll give it a two. The art saves it from being a one. Ooh, well, I am going to give it a. I'm a, I'm on in Jared's camp here. I'm with the three. I, I I like it. It's the art that saved it for me. Yeah, that's about all I got. <laughs> I just saw something looking at the letter page really quick. There was a writer, or, or excuse me, a, a, someone who wrote in by the name of John Ostrander. What? For that guy? Absolutely, AMD Matthews. <laughs> you know. You're joking. But I have a story for this. Recently on Twitter, I posted a drawing I did of the creature from the Black Lagoon. And the first person to like the drawing was John Ostrander. And I was just like floating on cloud nine all day. I was like, what? Cool. So anyway. Oh, yeah. And then I called JM and John Beatty about it. And we just laughed and laughed and laughed. And laughed and, yeah. Over tea and crumpets. <laughs> 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 no, I'm sure he could. He'd be like, "Oh, I know that. That's uh, that's Jones. That's beak face, beak puss." And, and then and then he kick you in the junk and say, "Watch them tummy feathers." <laughs> always cover them tummy feathers. <laughs> uh, well, with that, let's go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back. Come in, Aaron Moss, codename Head. I have an important mission for you, son. I need you to podcast about G.I. Joe, a real American hero, the comic book series previously posed for Marvel Comics, currently being paid out by IDW. Um, which issues, uh, General Hawk? Issues? Why, son, you're going to cover the entire run, plus the yearbooks, special missions, order battle, everything, along with the cartoon. Wowzer, sir. That's a mighty large mission. That's why I'm assigning you several other Joes as they're available to help. And uh, how do I report my findings? Monthly at our main site, gijoe.headspeaks.com, on iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Submit your report under G.I. Joe, a real American headcast. Uh, anything else, sir? You can get further information on the social medias, Facebook, Google+, Plus, Twitter, all under G.I. Joe, a real American headcast. Dismissed, soldier. Yes. Yes, sir. And now I know. And knowing is half the battle. Yo, Joe. Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the feedback part of the show where we share your comments, emails, questions, likes and shares in a segment called Crusader Comments. Please take a moment to write a review on iTunes for this podcast. Even if you just want to keep it short with just a star rating, it helps raise the profile of the show and we will share your review on the next show. Well, let's get into some social media likes, shares, and retweets from Adams is all in at Adam of Apocalypse, Cheap Comic Websites, Chris at BTO and Bad Books, Columbus Comics Corner, Daniel Tenorio, Dark Web, and that's going to be Delvin. Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist. Joe Crawford, Judas Priest. Hey, got another thing coming with that one. Ken Barr Jr., Ken Solo, M. Anthony Geraldo, Natsul Villa. We have Rad Adventures. That's Ruth and Darren. Thank you, Ruth and Darren. Richard Field, Todd Wyatt, and of course, our very own Weasel Skull, Jason Albrick. Here's some social media replies and comments that we got from the last episode. This one's from Rad Adventures. 
and I believe it's from Darren, and he says, Spending my lunchtime with Pat, Jared, Jason, and Delvin on the latest episode of At Longbox Crusade. And then later on, after us giving him some thanks, uh, he responded back as enjoyed the conversation, especially the clone discussion. Well, that's going to be it for social media replies, likes, shares, and retweets. Thanks to everyone for the follows, likes, and shares. We appreciate your friendship and support in helping spread the word about this podcast. And that's the show. Be sure to check out the website longboxcrusadechronicles.blogspot.com where posts will be made for journaling this crusade. I want to give, give a thanks to both Jared Elbrick, the yard sale artist, Jason, his brother, and also Delvin, the dark. hey Yo. <laughs> <laughs> With that, why don't we find out where you can find everybody out on the web or the dark web? <laughs> we'll see where we all exist. Let's start with Delvin. Delvin, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitter, if you're so inclined, uh, at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y 1977. That's 1977 if you don't number good. And, yeah, I'm usually on, like, pretty active during the day, you know, chatting about something or the other. So, yeah. Come find me, and we can talk comic books and stuff. Let's go to Jared. What do you got? Going oh, this and that, this and that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Yard Sale Artist. You can follow me on Facebook uh, at uh, Yard Sale Artist. I got theyardsaleartist.com. I got yardsaleartist.blogspot.com. You can find me at the White Rocket Entertainment Network uh, as a co-host on a variety of shows. Maybe you like James Bond. Maybe you like Quantum Leap. Maybe you like Babylon 5. Who knows? I'm on all of those kind of shows over there. And, um, hey, do me a favor. If you're out and about on those internets, you know, the regular web. Just the regular web. <laughs> Go to you go to Amazon.com. Uh, check out a book called Blackthorn. B L A C K T H O R N. Spires of Mars. Blackthorn Spires of Mars is my first published uh, book cover. I'm very proud of that. So if you go pick up a copy, I will not see a dime of that because cover artists don't get really paid much royalties. But the guy who wrote it, I.A. Watson, is a great guy. It's published by White Rocket Books, and we'd appreciate the support. Cool. Yeah, definitely a nice-looking cover. Hey, thanks, man. Love it. And Did you give it a three? <laughs> Yeah, I gave it a three. <laughs> well, like a one and a half. <laughs> Threw it in the box. I'm just saying, I have the original art, so if you want to frame it, I, I didn't bag it. I didn't, didn't bag it. it. I didn't bag it. No, nice. I just threw it in the box. <laughs> for, for, <laughs> comics for courage donation. <laughs> hey Pat, uh, one 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 thing Jared hasn't told you about that that cover. I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey oh, <laughs> jokes and jokes. <laughs> Uh, let's find out where we can uh, get Jared's better uh, better half. There is uh, Jason. Oh, no, wife. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, oh. oh, I'm sorry. I yeah, I'm known as Optimus Prime in the family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so more like gonna... Ultra Magnus. <laughs> Jokes Bumble for Delvin. <laughs> I'm chubby. <laughs> Transforms a lot slower than the others. <laughs> <laughs> Transforms oh, into a Denny's Grand Slam Ooh. special. <laughs> a food truck. Mexican food truck. Taqueria. Burrito. Lord, we've lost it. Anyway, whose turn is it? Jason, 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 where can people find you? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jason underscore Albrick. I'm also at Jason Albrick on Facebook. Uh, I'm on there quite a bit. You can look me up. And we'll talk comics. We can. I'm also kind of a history buff, so we can talk history or uh, whatever. I'm also on Instagram, uh, Jason Albrick on Instagram. A L B E R C H. Thanks, Jared. It's a tough one. Uh, you can you can also follow us on the long box at the long box crusade although um on twitter and also on facebook or uh if you want to follow me individually and i'd appreciate it if you did because i don't have a <laughs> good one <laughs> you you have a good one <laughs> that was the cry for help that was the cry for help oh, you know what <laughs> now that you brought that up though pat let's yeah. give a shout out to we just cracked 300 followers on oh, the yes. Longbox Crusade on Twitter. Nice. And our 300th follower was Ninja Phil. Ninja Phil. Who yeah. is a, a friend I made on Twitter like way back when I first started on Twitter. He's a British artist, oh. cartoonist guy, oh. great guy, good sense of humor. Uh, anyway, he was our 300th follower. So we appreciate all of our followers. We want to give a special shout out to Ninja Phil for stepping up and be our 300th follower. 100. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, Ninja Phil. Hey. Awesome. Thank you, Ninja Phil, for doing that. We'd like to thank everyone for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Crusader Chronicles. You got a comment or question? Email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com or leave a comment on the Longbox Crusade Facebook or Twitter page. Until next time, take care, and please join us for the next episode as we continue on the crusade to read them all. Read them all. Read them all. Read them all. Chubbins. Song clips and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We make no money on this podcast, and it is for entertainment purposes only. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. Hello, this is the Irredeemable Production Value. I swear, this guy. All right, go. So amateurish. Hot in here. <laughs> Shut up. Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. Hello. We're waiting. We're waiting on Delvin. Ah, right, we've got the perfect show. No Delvin. <laughs> well, I think Delvin's around somewhere. Hello, Delvin? There's a Delvin. <laughs> that was a terrible yet somehow <laughs> very good Delvin. <laughs>
somehow it fell into both categories at once. He's not answering. I decided I'd sit this one out. Jason's too smart for me. <laughs> I can't wait till he hears this impression that you're doing. I'm not really doing Delvin. I'm just doing not me. <laughs> that's, basically, that's basically what I'm trying to do. Yeah, well, Jason did an impression of you earlier, so I feel safe like I can do anything now. <laughs> He's lying. Yeah, it'll be in the outtakes, I almost guarantee it. And uh, I was going to have lunch with Shag on the way back today, but uh, he's couldn't make it today. He's got a lot going on. He's other various excuses that he gave me to why he couldn't have lunch with me today. <laughs> mm. You can go check my Twitter right now, and you can vote on what his retribution should be. I put a Twitter what, poll yeah, up. I haven't checked it all, no. I saw I, I saw the I saw the what would you do if if uh, you were stood up by Shag but I didn't see yeah. the poll. Yeah, that 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 was well, the poll. Okay. I'll check choose, it out. You can choose between death by trident, death by pumpkin bomb, death by laser beam, or strongly worded text. When you say trident, is that like, you know, making him chew a bunch of gum till he chokes? <laughs> I not it's not what I originally thought, but now <laughs> I'm rethinking it. <laughs> Mine, my, mine's better. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking the line from Anchorman. You know, I killed a guy with a trident. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> you might want to lay low for a while because you're probably wanted for murder. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for all the mask toys they made, I never could find the share figure. Hmm? Takers, <laughs> takers. Ah, there we go. <laughs> I'm sure I remember. Didn't you used to have one of the mask sets? Like the yeah, I had two of them. I had the both of them. I had the good guy and bad guy motorcycle. You gotta believe one. in love. <laughs> Pat's going to have to bleep a lot if he wants to use it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not recording yet, are we? Oh, always <laughs> We're <recording>. always recording. <laughs> that's, that's where the oh, gold okay. is. Well, <laughs> that's where the gold is. <laughs> they certainly have been uh, adventurous. It's like, I yeah, yeah. That's right. They got Legends of Tomorrow, which is like time-traveling heroes. If only there was an actual time-traveling hero that they could make a show out of. There is. There's a whole bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, like Booster freaking goal. <laughs> that, that's never going to happen. Why don't you just hang that up? Shut your mouth. <laughs> He's a loser and so are you. Ah! <laughs> you are! So you're also basically recommending that like, if you do acid, don't do acid and watch <laughs> I would not recommend that. Man. <laughs> not not if you're a novice anyway. <laughs> it's your first acid drop, you know. <laughs> start yourself. with like Mork and Mindy. You know? Start with Mork hey, and Mindy. And Delvin was watching yeah. Mork and Mindy earlier tonight. I was not watching Mork and Mindy. I was watching Rick and Morty. All break brother jokes. <laughs> <laughs> The snozzberries taste like snozzberries. None of y'all have watched (laughs) More calling Delvin. Come in, Delvin. Jason, you have kids, right? Yeah, my my son's both like like brick and Morty, yeah. Is that the one with the bird? No, that's... No. It's nothing like... I'm giving you the bird. (laughs) Who loves podcasts? (laughs) Yeah, ready to do this? Get these niceties out of the way. Are we doing it live? live. Do it live. <laughs> that won't stop being funny. It that never stops. We almost we use that joke almost every time we record, and it's usually me too. <laughs> yes, <it is>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a lot in my repertoire. I gotta, I gotta use use what I got. I don't Wait, worry. Has told you anything that he does? 
<laughs> Shut up. Oh, yeah. Uh, just a, a procedural heads up. We got a pretty interesting thunderstorm rolling through tonight. So if I disappear, just assume that I am dead. Do not allow Delvin to permanently replace me on the show. I bequeath my slot to Aaron Moss or anybody but Delvin. Just because I'm petty as hell. <laughs> and so are my friends. <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, I thought you said That's we could true. get shag on, or is that? Or oh yeah, no, I said up. we could get our shag on. I was coming oh. on to you. <laughs> you made that up. I did make that up. Although I firmly believe that if I asked him and he had the time, he would join us because me and Shag are friends, much like me and JM Demateus. Oh boy. Yeah, you mentioned that a couple times. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Did you guys know that John Beatty and I are friends? <laughs> no, Jared, we didn't know that. <laughs> Half the fun of the show is Pat pronouncing names. <laughs> I was listening to our Captain America episode on my long drive. Down. <laughs> oh, man. Pat struggling through that <laughs> list of names. Is That's, I mean, I couldn't keep it together, man. It was like, <laughs> like a kid in the case. I'm like, oh, my God. Here he goes. He's got <laughs> Thanks a lot, you know. Uh, when I was a, love you. when I was just, a, a kid in school, I had to go to a um, – they took me out of class to go to a special, you know – Special pronunciation. I'm glad you guys find that funny. <laughs> I do. I really do. Oh. <laughs> you can't say you. words. You can't say words. <laughs> you had a tortured childhood. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, hello? Hello? <laughs> Shut up. It all... <laughs> That's why it smells like fine new friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Hmm. And all seriousness, we I, my son was listening to it in the car, and I was like, when we got to that part, I was like, oh, sh- sh- you gotta hear this. <laughs> this is the best part of the show. <laughs> I'm glad my uh, my speech impediment <laughs> and uh, my reading, my low reading scores make you happy. Pat, I I I also had to be taken out of class when I was in school. I had to go to um, talented and gifted program. <laughs> pretty much the same thing. It's pretty much, yeah. You know who was in there with me? JMD Pentace. I hear you, you two are really good friends. <laughs> Sometimes Juan Biotti would stop by. Did you really go to pronunciation class? That's <laughs> true story. Is yeah. that your story that you would pronounce? Well, oh, really? That's funny because you got you got a good voice. Like everybody I talk to who listens to the show says, Pat's got this great, you know. Yeah, you do. Out of all NPR of it. Yeah, it, it, it's really calming. Like I can I can listen to it. Like you tell me instructions on how to yeah. do things, and I'll tell you what, Give me your number, and I'll call you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it got weird. <laughs> you already have. Well, you already have. Well, you don't answer it. <laughs> Damn it! I'll answer now. Oh, it's Pat calling. What is he going to talk to me about? I don't know. Just, you know, instruct me to do things. You know, I'm sure it'll work itself out. Yeah. <laughs> right up until those pronunciation problems came in. <laughs> These men mean businesses. <laughs> the two Utes. <laughs> Pat puts him in the mood. Jared and I take him right out. Right back at him. <laughs> These nuts. <laughs> oh my God. Who are those idiots? That is not sexy. Why does he let them talk? <laughs> are you girls familiar with the comic book? 
Hello, <laughs> Come back to my boudoir and let me show you where they call me the flesh. <laughs> nice. I'm pretty sure that would that would go with any. <laughs> they call me Ant Man. <laughs> let me brainstorm this with you guys once. All right, feed. I got it. Feed okay. mayonnaise to the tuna fish. You know, I, I've already got your voices, so I'll just make you say different things. <laughs> Pat, you're such a good guy. Well, the digital app, when you get to the end, it shows you what's coming next. And then, you know, if you like stories where main characters die, you know. (laughs) Okay. Boy, do I. But I bag bag and board everything, Uh, Jason. Yeah, me too. Never mind. It sounded better in my head when I was. I'm about to say, what kind of of amateur just throws a comic book in in a long box without a bag and board? We're not amateurs, (laughs) sir. We are not amateurs. Don't. Ooh, I got stories to tell about Pat. (laughs) Pat's aren't all bagged and boarded. Pat's aren't all bagged and boarded. What? Oh, Pat. Ew. Oh, that's gross. Ew. Some. I know. Even the piece of crap. Checkmate book that I read like six months ago that we keep talking about doing. I put a bag and board on on it. I I didn't go that far. My checkmate book is sitting here. Oh, okay. (laughs) There, see, you know. Just because I got my spawn number one unbagged and just sitting in the box, it should be okay. Oh, that's you're gross. (laughs) I don't even know. That's gross. (laughs) I was trying to triple stamp a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. Can't. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. You guys want to hear the most annoying noise? I'll I'll keep an eye out um, for for jokes because you know that's that's Spidey. He throws out the quips and the quips. Quips and twips. (laughs) (laughs) Whose Spider-Man sound effect was that? Was that I'm hopped up on caffeine. I, I drank some Mio. You know, so I, I'm, I'm good for another hour and a half. Yeah, he'll, he'll come at us like a spider monkey. Like a spider oh, monkey. <laughs> Scissor kick you in the back of the head. Protect your tummy. Protect your tummy feathers. <laughs> I, I, you you got to call somebody. Well, you can't call somebody that in real life because I guess it'd be mean. But it would be funny. I was just thinking that, you know, as a portly guy, if someone called me Chubbins, I, I think I might just get a kick out of it. <laughs> I don't think I'd even get mad. I'd be like, all right. <laughs> I, I would actually stop and laugh with him. I'm like, dude, Chubbins? For real? You don't remember that uh, the Spider-Man and his amazing friends when, when uh, he captures Kingpin in that, that episode and he says, Man, if they pay me by the pound, I'm going to be one rich Spider-Man. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'll interrupt you then uh, for something stupid here in a minute. I'll just let you wonder yeah, when it's going to sure, happen. Sure. Go ahead and start.